the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Al Fadi, and if you're tuning in, you're listening to Let Us Reason. Thank you so much, of course, as always, for being with us. This is going to be the show for almost the middle of November, and, um, you know, we are approaching Thanksgiving, so I just want to wish all of you a blessed Thanksgiving in advance. But we will talk more about that, of course, as we get closer. And as you all know, of course, this is the beginning, or let's say the first month already of our sixth season. So I'm so thankful for your partnership with us, for your support, and for your dedication, not only to listen uh, to us uh, uh, every week, but also to uh, share it with others. I know some of you are avid listeners who have told me that they've been going through the archive. Uh, since the beginning, actually, to get familiar with the many issues. With that in mind, just want to remind those of you who are, uh, you know, current listeners or new listeners to always visit our archive, and you can do this in a variety of ways. You can certainly go to our website, sierrainternational.com, and Sierra with a C as in Charlie, C-I-R as in Romeo, A as in Apple, sierrainternational.com. In there, there is a section called Let Us Reason. Once you click on that, you are going to see our archive show in there from the beginning, starting on October 4th, 2014. Yes, you heard me correctly. It's been that long. And every one of these shows have a title, and the title can help you at least get a quick understanding of what the show will focus on. And um, you can also go to uh, a number of available platforms, uh, such as iTunes, SoundClouds. Um, there is also a new one that we are using called Omni Studio, Omni O M as in Mike and as in Nancy Y Studio. And uh, you can just Google uh, "Let Us Reason a Christian Muslim." dialogue with Al-Fadi, and you'll be able to find different sites that have that on it. All that to say is that we are so thankful for this partnership, and we encourage you, as always, to uh, stay with us, support us uh, in prayer, and also if you can support us financially, that will be great. One of the ways you can do this is you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch even the many videos that we do on various topics, and the YouTube channel is called the same. Sierra International, and in there you can give through PayPal if you want as a one-time gift, or you can set up your own giving schedule through PayPal, or you can become a Patreon patron, 
And uh, this way uh, you can set up as little as $1, as much as the Lord places on your heart to have a recurring gift, or you can do a one-time and cancel it, basically. So we're so thankful because all of these resources allow us and enable us to uh, pay for the cost to stay on the air for these, uh, basically, radio shows and to produce the videos as well. Uh, we have a video project, therefore we're always raising support for that video project. So once again, we are so thankful for that. Now, if you have been uh, listening to the previous few shows, um, you would have noticed that we've been talking about Islamic eschatology. Uh, put another way, it's Islamic end times. And I have uh, been going through a number of foundational backgrounds to help everyone understand what we mean by that. And also, in the last at least two shows, maybe even more, we've been talking about what is called the signs, the Islamic claim that there are signs, major signs and minor signs, that if spotted or if recognized, it's an indication either we are already in end times or we are headed towards end times. But some of the uh, signs, once they happen, it's clearly uh, the clock is already running out uh, of time, technically speaking, on people because it is the end times already. And one of those signs, for instance, if the sun will rise from the west, not from the east, the doors of heaven will be closed and uh, no prayers or forgiveness will be offered anymore. No prayers of forgiveness, I should say, will be accepted. No forgiveness will be offered. And everyone is doomed to destruction, technically speaking. That's one of the views. Now, last week also, I actually went to... Uh, one of the accounts of end times in the New Testament, uh, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 24, and I tried to show some correlation between some of these minor signs and some of those signs that our Lord himself have listed to the apostle and to the church, of course, in Matthew 24. And I um, pointed out um, the many similarities between what Jesus was saying and those supposed perceived minor signs. Now, you need to keep in mind that Quran does talk about end times, but doesn't give you details of that. It talks about few things, including, by the way, the Quran makes Jesus a sign for end times. And in one of the commentators, uh, commentaries, it talks about him being the judge of mankind towards the end of the age, which is kind of a biblical view anyway. So that indicates that these views are taken from biblical standpoint. And many of these signs also that are considered to be Islamic are supported by hadith or sayings of the Prophet of Islam. You have to keep in mind that many of these hadith were written 240 plus years after the death of the Prophet of Islam that claim that they were transmitted in memory. And yet we don't have even any manuscript of these written hadith until almost 500 years after the time of Muhammad. So all that to say, the door for fabricated hadith is wide open. In fact, many of these Islamic scholars who collected hadith did admit that they discovered many fabrications. Nevertheless, whatever the case might be, I just wanted to emphasize that these signs have borrowed a lot of the biblical signs that are found either in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament specifically either from the sayings of our Lord Jesus Christ, example of Matthew 24, or in the book of Revelation. All that to say... Uh, today we are going to continue, basically, with our discussion. Today I'm going to venture into another topic, uh, indication of uh, end times, basically. 
And this topic has to do with the appearance of the so-called the guided one, uh, known in Arabic as the Mahdi. Mahdi meaning somebody, the one who is guided. Okay? It's, a, uh, uh, it's the way to translate the name. And now you have a Sunni view of this Mahdi, and you will have also a Shia view of this Mahdi. But let us at least, um, uh, you know, for now at least, uh, talk briefly about him, and then maybe we'll spend more time uh, on more detail about him uh, in particular. Now, the Mahdi, so today is just going to be a brief thing. Uh, he is one of those signs, the major signs of end time. His appearance will pave the way technically for the end, and uh, you'll see that there is a variant opinion about whether his appearance means that he is paving the way for Christ also, or his appearance is jointly with Christ. Now, the meaning of his name, as we said, is the guided one, and uh, he's considered to be a messianic figure in Islamic tradition, by the way. Now, he will make his first appearance, actually, in the Hadith tradition, and uh, uh, that's where you hear about him. The Quran doesn't talk about him, technically speaking. And he's thought to be the first sign of the so-called the third period of the end times. You have the minor signs, that's the first period, then the major signs, the second period, and then the appearance of the Mahdi kicks off the third and final period of the end times before the resurrection, uh, or the final judgment and the resurrection of the dead, and so on and so forth. Now, he is, according to some hadith, uh, he is considered to be a descendant from Muhammad's side through his daughter Fatima. She's the only surviving daughter. By the way, Muhammad uh, traditionally has four daughters. All of them died except for Fatima or Fatima. And uh, she is the wife of Ali, his cousin, who happens to be his son-in-law also. And Ali is the fourth caliph after the death of Muhammad. He is the so-called the founder of the Shia Islam. He's considered to be the first imam out of the 12th imam, according to the Twelvers view. And he is the father of the two surviving uh, grandsons of Muhammad, Al-Hassan and Al-Hussein, who are imam number two and imam number three in the line of the seven imams, uh, of the twelve imams, I should say. Nevertheless, you can see why uh, the Shia view of the Mahdi is high as compared to the Sunni view because of the fact that he is supposedly from the lineage of the house of the Prophet of Islam, and he is related to his daughter and therefore related to Ali and to Shia Islam in general. Now, he supposedly uh, is viewed to be the one who is going to kill the false uh, Messiah or uh, the one that is uh, considered or called the Dajjal, okay? You have the Antichrist or the false Messiah who is called the Dajjal, who will basically be also of the signs of the end time, the major signs of end times. And uh, um, then uh, he will kill the Dajjal who came in to cause disunity among the Muslims, and therefore by killing him, he will end this disunity and reunite the Islamic community once again in preparation for the end time. Now, once he does this, there is going to be justice and peace, basically, that will spread and that will pave the way for the coming of Jesus. And he himself, according to the Sunni view at least, 
will submit to the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ and his rule, and Jesus becomes the ultimate ruler, and according to some views, he will rule, Jesus will rule the earth for 40 years, he will end up marrying, he will have children, and of course the earth will be filled with justice. Jesus, according to them, the Hadith traditions, will fight the Christians and the Jews for refusing to convert to Islam. In other words, Jesus will be coming as a Muslim prophet who is going to institute Islamic law, Sharia law if you wish. He's going to fight the Christians and the Jews and the apostates. He is going to kill them if they refuse to convert to Islam. He's going to destroy the cross and the churches. And, uh, and you, you get the idea. So that's pretty much the view of who is this Jesus according to Islamic eschatology or Islamic end times. Now, the, uh, the Hadith goes on to even describe how this Mahdi might look like. And it describes him uh, having these physical features of being basically from an Arab complexion, average in height, have a big forehead, pointed or large, uh, large eyes, I should say, sharp nose, and uh, he will have a mole on his cheek. That's important, by the way, from a Muslim standpoint, because they feel like this is another sign that ties him to Muhammad, who supposedly have a sign in his back, like uh, by way of a birth, uh, uh, basically, mark or uh, some sort of a mole. We don't know what that would look like, but it is said to be, basically, that... Uh, it is said to be that uh, Muhammad is called the, uh, you know, the uh, seal of the prophets simply because of that particular mole in his back or that sign uh, uh, that is considered to be the seal in his back. So this is why having a mole in his cheek, meaning the Mahdi, the guided one, somehow will connect him to the mole or the sign that the prophet has on his shoulder or his back. Uh, it depends on a tradition that uh, you're reading in relationship to the Prophet of Islam. So in other words, from a Sunni standpoint, the Mahdi is a caliph, okay? He is a successor of the Prophet of Islam, and he basically will be the final caliph, if you wish, or at least paving the way for the final caliph that, if you want to consider Jesus to be the one, either way, that's the view. All right. Now, one of the Islamic hadith collectors by the name Abu Dawood says, Our Mahdi will have a broad forehead and pointed nose, and he will fill the earth with justice as it is filled with injustice and tyranny. He will rule for seven years. That is rather interesting, by the way, the use of the seven years. You'll find this tradition, for instance, in Sunan Abu Dawood, uh, number 2.2. 208, 2.208, and uh, you can read about that in there. Nevertheless, or oh, just a simple Google search, by the way, will reveal many of these hadith to you these days. Of course, it's not that difficult. In some accounts, by the way, after the end of these seven years uh, of peace, God supposedly going to send a very cold, uh, I should say, a cold wind, and that cold wind will cause the death of the righteous people, and they will be raptured after their death to heaven. Now, you see what I mean by some shades of information that you can find in biblical theology uh, or the book of Revelation. There is this view of seven years, basically, 
in, in the book of Revelation, at least some of these views, that there'll be a seven-year, uh, some will say the seven-year of tribulation, some will say only three-and-a-half years, the first three-and-a-half will be peaceful, the last three-and-a-half will be uh, uh, filled with uh, tribulations, uh, the church will be raptured in the middle, some will say it will be raptured before, some will say it will be raptured at the end. I mean, you have all these kind of views, so you can see why we, we see shades of this in the use of seven years, in the use of peace, in the use of uh, death and rapture of the righteous, and uh, you have to keep that in mind, simply because there is this progressive Islamic theology that will ad adjust and modify its views as it advances based on the knowledge that it acquires from other sources, and in this case, it's Judeo-Christian sources most of the time. Now, as a result of this, meaning that the righteous will be raptured, the earth will be filled only with the wicked, and therefore that Satan will roam now and will cause much destruction and corruption and then the final judgment will ensue. There is death, the day of resurrection, and therefore, um, you know, the Mahdi will end up being the one who is going to kill Satan before the last day, at least in most of the Shia accounts. In other words, Satan will be killed, not, as the book of Revelation said, that he will be thrown in the lake of fire. So all of this is interesting without a doubt. Now, uh, although the prediction of this duration uh, of his rule might differ, the Hadith accounts, the teaching of the Prophet of Islam, are consistent basically in describing that God will perfect this guided one, the Mahdi, in a single night and uh, will impute inspiration and wisdom upon him and his name will be announced from the sky, actually, that he is the coming one. Now, notice how that's, you know, wasn't this something that is at least attributed to Jesus, the announcement from heaven, the trumpet, that Jesus is coming back? Jesus is perfect already. He doesn't need to be perfected, by the way. But nevertheless, it's kind of interesting, really, to see these shades of uh, signs. And then the Mahdi will bring back worship of true, you, you heard it, and you guessed it too, probably, through Islamic values, and bring, believe it or not, the Ark of the Covenant to light. He will make it appear again, meaning that there'll be the law again to be practiced and to be put to, uh, basically, uh, uh, into, I should say, practice and uh, into obedience, give or take. Nevertheless, uh, that, that foregoes the grace of our Lord, technically speaking. And he will conquer Istanbul, which is found in Turkey, and uh, Mount Dillam. And uh, he will regard Jerusalem and the dome of his rock as his capital, his home. And his banner, basically, will be that of the banner of the Prophet of Islam, which is black and unstitched with a halo. And uh, basically, um, uh, will will indicate that this is the banner of uh, Islam in the final days. You wonder why then ISIS used a black flag, uh, because they truly, truly believed that they are the uh, basically fulfillment of end days. And you remember their flag had actually a halo in it in the middle. Uh, 
So you can see where these guys get these ideas from. I mean, people sometimes think like they just invent things. Not at all. These groups like ISIS, they do their best to fulfill whatever teaching they have, and they truly believe that they are the ones that these traditions are talking about. This is why I'm saying, I remind you of this, that don't say ISIS is defeated. Maybe ISIS, the group, is defeated. I doubt it myself. But uh, the ideology is still there. Somebody is going to carry on this banner, technically speaking, no pun intended here, and continue with these kind of teachings. Now, um, uh, the Mahdi will be helped by angels and others that will prepare the way for him, and he will understand the secrets, basically, the secrets uh, that uh, only God will reveal to him. And you can see how that is going to be, uh, uh, you know, important. Now, I want to stop right here and just uh, wrap up. Uh, our time is uh, coming to a close, but I just want to remind you um, that, uh, uh, before I say this, uh, we'll continue, of course, with our discussion about the Mahdi. I, probably I, I, I may invest another two shows, at least, in giving you more detailed information about him. And I hope you're enjoying this, by the way. Feel free to always communicate with me directly. You can email me, uh, myself, uh, if you want, at alfadi, alfadi at sirainternational.com. Or you can go to my website and contact me from there, which is sierrainternational.com. Either way, uh, your emails are always forwarded to me, and we will do our best to get to them as fast as we can, obviously in light of the amount of emails that we receive. But nevertheless, we will do our best to help respond to any of your questions. In fact, I'll be more than happy and open to come into your churches if you want me to teach on things like this. And I am in the process of uh, launching a Zoom monthly Zoom webinars that will talk about various issues. Some of it will deal with issues as this. And I'm putting together also basically a series on end times. And I will do this uh, sometimes solo and sometimes with a dear brother by the name Joel Richardson. And we will end up doing a number of videos on end times and some surprising also documentary videos that we will be doing, he and I, concerning Mount Sinai and other things as well. So all that to say, is we would like to emphasize to you that, uh, uh, that nothing comes out of void. So when we talk about Islamic end times, these are real, tangible beliefs by Muslims, okay? I'm not saying these signs are true, all of it, 100%, but you can see that they're borrowed from sometimes truthful sources like the Bible. And therefore, they in their mind, when, see, when they see things that the Bible have already talked about, or when they experience things that the Bible has been preaching, in their mind they believe that they are the fulfillment of these things. So you have to understand it's a spiritual battle. Satan is clever. He can take what Jesus says and convince the Muslims that they are the ones that Jesus was talking about to fulfill the end times and the mandates of end times. So that complicates things, obviously, if you are trying to reach out to Muslims for Christ. So... That's why we're always dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to share the truth with them in love. Our job is to explain the need for Christ. Our job is to focus on sin and salvation. And if issues like this come up, may the Lord give you wisdom to how to kindly and gently point out to them that that's what Jesus was talking about, that indeed Jesus is the fulfillment of all the requirements of the law, and Jesus is the one who's going to come in at the end 
to judge, no doubt about it, but not in a way that they are taught, but in a way that is biblically reported. So they have to learn how to recalibrate all of this misdata and misinformation. Now, with that said, as always, I want to thank you for your partnership with us. I want to thank you for your role in supporting us and helping us to stay on the air. You can always go and listen to this uh, show and the previous ones and all of our archive for the last five years at our website, sierrainternational.com, or even uh, Google us online and go to the many platforms that are available for you to be able to listen to this, with such as SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Omni Studio, and the likes. So thank you again for your partnership with us, and we pray that you will consider also becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel, Sierra International, and in doing so, we pray that you will be considering also giving towards this ministry, towards the video projects and the podcast project that will allow us to stay on the air and produce more and more of these videos. May the Lord bless you richly and guide you, and hopefully you're enjoying this particular series about the end times. Feel free to always share them with others, and feel free to communicate and connect with us with any comments or any questions. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.